Imagine you've been told all your life that you're the smartest kid in the class, you get the highest grades, get into the best colleges and are deemed a high potential leader. But then a romantic breakup happens, you move across the country, you drop out of the grad school after your life's course and in a few years you don't quite feel like the major success that your teachers, family and your friends praised you to be. You may start to ask yourself, who am I? or what my purpose is or what my values are if so you may be going through with what some call an identity crisis today we have a psychotherapist mental health advocate trauma focused therapist avid reader blogger host of the dead broke club and the counselor of amity university dubai Shruti Chatterjee with us to talk about what identity crisis is and the anxiety that comes along with it. Oh, hi, hi, Miss Shruti, how are you? Hi, Akriti, I'm good. How are you? I'm great as well. Uh, so today we are here to do a podcast on identity crisis and anxiety. Can you explain the concept of identity crisis and how various factors that can lead to it? Yes. So, uh, firstly, uh, when we talk about identity crisis, uh, especially when I uh, meet my clients, um, uh, they have this very negative uh, term towards it. There's a feel. There is a negative feel towards this word. However, I I would like to see it very differently with the therapeutic exploration that I have done with my clients. So. It's more or less to do with the exploration aspect of it than uh, it being a crisis. All right. So um, I, I um, why do we look at it as a crisis? So if, if um, I believe you are a psychology student and I hope our listeners are aware of certain bit of psychology. So um, there was this one psychologist called Eric Erickson who has um, uh, who, who spoke about psychosocial development. Right. And um, he himself used the word identity confusion instead of using it as a crisis. Right. So uh, the very fact that, um, you know, who am I? What is my purpose? What uh, what am I doing in this world? All of these uh, can fall under it, but it may not be a crisis. It may be a part towards the exploration about your own self, right? So I, I would like to look at it that way. Um, uh, your, uh, I think your second part of your question was, what are the factors that can lead to it? So uh, the uh, very uh, fact that identity is a formation of, two major factors one is the personal that is internal factor what is happening to you internally and uh, one is that uh, which is an external factor which is a social aspect of your identity right so uh, uh, any kind of a shift in either the internal or the external uh, factors um, can cause a confusion, can cause the identity crisis, as you put it, right? So anything personal could be uh, maybe choosing a career option. I'm just like, you know, uh, finishing my 12th grade and I'm like looking at other 
um, graduation and post graduation what am i going to do it could be uh, lead to a crisis it could lead to a question that why am i supposed to why am i chasing this particular dream or why am i um, uh, you know going towards it or who am i what what is my purpose in life so it is a personal uh, uh, you know shift that has happened that has caused um uh, what do you uh, what do you say this uh, identity crisis or it could be any of the social factors uh, now what ca what comes under social is uh, um, maybe um, it, it could be um, maybe a friend who's uh, you know betrayed you you know a friend who's not been loyal towards you um, and that's when uh, you um, you know start asking yourself whether i am a bad person when whether i am an unlikable person unlovable person so that can also cause an identity crisis so um, if i have to put it in short that these are the two factors that could cause um, a crisis like situation yeah so what according to you are the main problems which uh, of having identity crisis which can lead to anxiety that comes with it why and how is that right so uh, uh like uh, i would i would like to put it this way that what is the reason behind it the reason behind is the very word you uh, said anxiety right so when we have anxiety all right what what is uh, what is the core belief of an anxiety um usually when we uh, when we talk about in cognitive behavioral therapy we talk about how our thought pa patterns how our belief systems work right so um when we are anxious or when we are in a situation which is making us uncomfortable we use uh, you know few words in our thoughts very often one of them is should i should not be this i should be a good person i must uh, know what is right for me right so these are the major um, you know uh, thoughts that revolve in our mind when we are in a crisis like situation say for example if i am a student and i am studying and i'm trying to look at what are the various career paths that i should be choosing so i should be successful is my um, you know internal thought internal belief which is going to go on and that would lead to anxiety all right now anxiety is something which is um a very common feeling again like like we talk about crisis the word when we hear the word crisis we also uh, feel um, alarmed similarly when we hear the word anxiety we we again feel alarmed we say that there is something wrong in that however uh, anxiety if you have to put it this this way it's a self preservative uh, feeling right if you are anxious you are going to take a certain steps right you are going to uh, you are going to uh, try to uh, do a certain uh, things to make you less anxious or make you in a less vulnerable or less alarming situation so um our core beliefs can cause anxiety but also at the same time this anxiety is 
pretty much likely to save ourselves. So if I have to put it in the context of identity crisis, these crisis-like situations or these thoughts about yourself, these introspective thoughts are likely to put you in a better place. However, at that time when you're having these thoughts, you're likely to think, I should not be this or I I must be perfect, you know, if I have to put it in a very uh, generic term. Is is that making any sense to you, Akriti? I hope it is. True. I think, yes, uh, when somebody is under the crisis of, uh, you know, knowing who they are actually, they should not focus much on who they are not. Uh, they should focus yeah. more on who they can be or who they are still, even with that crisis. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, one of the common issues in uh, the world is revolving around millennials and Gen Z, which is currently mm-hmm. uh, millennials got a lot of things uh, from their parents, but Gen Z has to still earn it because be it a house, uh, millennials got it in a cheap rate. For Gen Z, it's way, way expensive. <laughs> Right. So, what is the difference between the causes of anxiety during identity crisis between millennials and Gen Z? Hmm. Okay. Yes, that's a very interesting question. Uh, um. Uh, see. Um. If I have to put it in a very simple way, uh, of course, millennials and Gen Zs. If I am not wrong, they are. Um they are distinguished by the birth years right they they uh, after a certain time you become a millennial after a certain times you you become a gen z right and there were before before millennials there were um, i think gen gen boomers. um uh, oh yeah baby boomers uh, something in those lines yeah so uh, in um uh, so we need to understand what is the difference. Why have they created these terms? All right. So there was a lot of revolution that was taking place um, uh, in the previous generation. Again, there was an, another revolution that took place perhaps in the millennials generation. And now the Gen Zs who are now the young uh, uh, you know, who are just the adults, just, you know, stepped into the adulthood or maybe in their adolescence phase. Another revolution is taking place in terms of technology, in terms of, um, you know, um, what do you say, finances. Uh, you, uh, there are different revolutions taking place. Now, we need to understand that anxiety remains the same. As I said, that self-preservation is the same for you and me. If you and I, we are going to see a tiger right in front of us, you being a Gen Z, are you going to do something differently than me? Probably Google it out as to what to do in this situation. Oh, well, uh, well. generation is doing. Let's, let's, you know, be a little more realistic. A tiger is right in front of you. All right. Perhaps a, a, a hungry tiger. Are you are you going to Google? What am I supposed to do if uh, the tiger? Your first, uh, which is an evolutionary perspective. Again, psychology talks a lot about how we have learned from our ancestors to save ourselves first. 
right so anxiety is about that right so gen z's and millennials are both uh, going to feel the same anxiety now how they react to it how they respond to this anxiety is going to be different right so for a millennial it's going to be a very different reaction than a gen z's reaction right so uh, your question is how is the identity crisis different from gen z and millennials well yes um uh, the crisis remains the same but perhaps the reactions are different also we need to consider that right now millennial is close to in uh, close to their 30s and 40s their the life phase of their life they are in their 30s and 40s whereas the gen z's are in their teens and 20s right so their responses are going to be way different how are they going to be different now gen z's are currently at the uh, stage of discovering and revolving around their discoveries all right so discovering relationships discovering career options di discovering different ways to make money whatever whatever they are they are now in the exploratory uh, phase right and they are like you know they are um, amused by so many options around them millennials however although they are exploration uh, exploration is going on they are still discovering discoveries never stop all right yeah, even the baby boomers who are old now are still discovering a lot of new things right however there are other things that uh, they have to catch up with you know the developmental challenges uh, uh, in terms of um like you said like you very correctly said that there are so many things that they have to, uh, for a gen z according to you uh, for a gen z they have to uh, what do you say uh, acquire by themselves instead of you know being handheld all right however millennials have their own challenges all right so the identity crisis remains the same how they respond to it now gen z's are more likely to be if i have have to give a distinguish i would say that they are they are insightful you know they have the knowledge that this these are the challenges perhaps because you know there is a lot of technological um, you know aid that they can use like you said you're going to open google or now chat gpt and just type things out and get the answers right in front right millennials however took time to realize that there is a word called identity crisis there is a word called identity per se right not many millennials were aware of their own identities uh, if i have to you know uh, make it more uh, um, uh, detailed uh, if we talk about uh, uh, orientation right sexual orientation or gender related orientation if you have to talk to a millennial about it for them it is a new concept and they are still trying to you know understand it whereas gen z's have developed this vocabulary have you know read about it on the social media have read about it over the web have read more on the books and already started using these vocabularies right so that that's the difference that that's where the different lies uh, if if that makes any sense to you thank you So, as an experienced professional, you must have seen those patterns changing between 
these generations for handling themselves in this kind of crisis for giving different kind of reactions could you point those kind of patterns out of course so uh, as i said uh, that the uh, you know if we have to talk about these two particular generation um i see ge- generation z are the ones who have the insight that this is available you know these challenges are there mm-hmm. however um like any dev- uh, anyone in the that particular developmental age they're not able to they're not sorted you know in a very simplistic layman kind of a term so they they are unable to segregate their um challenges into you know um classifications they are not able to classify it millennials however when i meet my millennial clients they by themselves are surprised by the um, you know the fact that oh how come i did not explore my own self how come i did not explore my own identity whereas now they are learning they are also learning from generation z uh, they are also learning from the baby boomers so they they are in the middle and they are trying to you know start to explore these challenges more often uh, uh they are open to experiences as compared to if i have to say gen z's because um, for generation z i think whatever they see online they believe it okay they don't question it whereas millennials has have learned to question both the baby baby boomers and also the gen z's okay they are trying to you know figure out where they fit in and therefore they are questioning in however with the gen z's they see something online and they uh, believe it and they follow it so they are insightful but they don't know where to use the insights whereas millennials they lack insight but they are um, uh, you know ready to take in information question it and again put it back to you know on a trial and error basis we need to understand that this this generation was the generation where computers just came in no you know they uh, they, they saw the chip system they now, uh, now now they the new system has become so uh, you know easily accessible so they have seen all of this phase and gone so i think um, because of that they they kind of understand uh, um, things a little later but they question it whereas gen z's find it difficult to question it because they feel that whatever is online is true which is not there that's why we uh, therapists the doctors and we all are there that's why we you know people visit us so uh, yeah i think that's the different approach that both the generation takes do you think that uh, that blind belief in social media is the only toxic after effect uh that people are dealing with or is there any other after effect as well in terms of what uh dealing with uh, identity crisis and anxiety that mm-hmm. comes with it hmm okay so uh uh so i think blind belief of social media uh could be um the cause as well as effect 
all right but the after effect could be many multiple things like you know when we discussed about this and i was just going through the generations which we segregated it uh, it's very evident i don't have to you know make it sound like a surprising knowledge that i'm sharing the generation z is going through a lot of mental health issues as compared to the other generations all right that is because the core belief start you know there is a uh, there is a word called conditioning right uh, in psychology where we condition ourselves our, our mind our body to become a certain way so um uh, you know when we we keep saying that there's a lot of competition that is on the rise there are people who are you know people are competing why are people competing why are, why is this generation a competitive generation because they have been conditioned through social media through uh, maybe parental pressure to through peer pressure through maybe educational system multiple factors that lead for them to be conditioned to be the best so again coming back to the core belief as i told you that they tell themselves okay i have to be the best i should be the best so there is no mediocrity that is um, that that is allowed okay and that's the reason why uh, you know there is a lot of mental health uh, challenges that um, uh, uh, i'm not saying that that you know only gen zs are going through and millennials are not and baby boomers are not no that's not true however statistics have started to show and you guys are the younger generation right you guys are the ones who are going to take a uh, technology or you know development a lot more ahead than what we have been able to take right so i think uh, that's where the impact is happening that's where the after effect is happening addiction and when we used to talk about addiction initially it was just alcohol and all these drugs and stuff stuff like that now the the range of addiction has increased right impulsivity has increased right so the very fact that i'm going to be scared so i'm going to be impulsively acting out on things uh, and not you know making in uh, decisions uh, thoughtful decisions these are the after effects that ha that happen not only to gen z's of course i'm not going to you know target uh, the younger crowd i i um, i would like to believe that a person is a person uh, however old or however young or whichever uh, you know era they were born in right so um, i believe that these are the multiple other after effects that uh, you know come up for a person with identity crisis and if it is uh, you know build up identity crisis it's not addressed mm -hmm. that's absolutely correct um so is identity crisis an issue people should be dealing under a professional or how actually do you think they should be dealing with such situation um well um there are multiple ways to deal with it now depends first because you are uh, your first part of uh, the question was that whether you, if i'm going through an identity crisis should i see a professional when we say a professional it could be a psychologist it could be a counselor it could be a life coach right uh, some people also go to a psychiatrist because psychiatrists also sometimes provide some kind of a counseling right so um it depends all right it depends upon the intensity that it is affecting you all right so for the 
people for the listeners of this podcast or for you for me it's a reminder that anything that is starting to affect your life when it uh, when i say affect your life it means that impair you socially uh, productively so if you're not able to focus at your work if you're not able to focus on your studies if you are if this crisis like situation is just going on in your mind again and again you're not able to um you know shift your focus onto something else then definitely you need to require a professional help right and that's when you need to meet someone like a therapist or counselor or life coach or a psychiatrist right however there are other ways to deal with it okay one of the ways is that i would uh, i uh, you know uh, ask my clients to deal with it to empower them because i don't want my clients to be coming to me all the time every time they have a crisis right because this crisis trust me it's not only during your 20s or 30s it is going to be it is likely to be in your 60s because not everyone reaches the self actualization level of hierarchy right so um at that point of time it is important for you to introspect and the best tool to introspect is journal write down however cliche it sounds yeah however cliche uh, this uh, you know it's become a trend now everyone is talking about how journaling is important it, but it is important because it gives your thoughts a structure okay it gives you a way to think how, at least it shows you how how are you thinking so maybe that's something that you can start doing okay uh, there are a lot of um, nowadays there are a lot of uh, books that you can refer to all right many of my clients found it of great help to go back to some autobiographies to to some memoirs uh, to some self help books i usually don't uh, uh, refer any self help books but you know they found it important they found it helpful so therefore i'm you know sharing this that they went back to few self help books few uh, memoirs that helped them reflect back onto their life onto their uh, self right and um, that helped uh, them find a certain meaning towards uh, their life so i remember there was a client who who was um, uh, married and was uh, uh, you know had a baby and post having the baby she uh, felt absolutely despondent about her life because her life changed like 360 degrees and then um, for her it was not easy to um, you know understand what is her purpose now after you know becoming a mom right and which was socially so different like socially everyone was like you know you must be happy you you are a new mother so for her that was an identity crisis for her she wasn't able to um, you know uh, resonate to what were, what the world was saying and what she was thinking right at that time for her the journaling part helped her because that's where you know her thoughts started coming in where she told herself you know that uh, that she needs to be a successful woman and success for her uh, must be money must be a big house must be uh, her children uh, in future going to bigger schools and this was the thought that was uh, you know she herself started feeling is this true is she started questioning so therefore i say journaling could help as a beautiful tool of course um, as i 
give the other options there are other options to uh, um, you know deal with these identity crises having a person to talk to um, in terms of therapy in terms of uh, life coaching that could help in uh, reflecting because not many of us can reflect back onto our um, disrupt uh, irrational thoughts right that's where we come into place so yeah that's that those are the things that you could do uh, to you know uh, address this crisis so uh, what are your thoughts about finding that one motivating event or path which leads the person to get that insight of finding himself or herself and formulating mm. an, uh, an identity even in the worst mm. of the situation yeah and that's a very a uh, beautiful question however i i don't think that uh, we are a product of one event yeah we are product of multiple events all right uh, multiple um, so you know uh, we watch motivational videos we we have these ups in our lives these moments where we feel yes this is what i i was born for and then i'm sure i don't know i will ask you this rather have you had this kind of a thought have you had that okay this is my purpose in life actually yes i i actually did have um mm -hmm. back when i actually launched my company mhp um mm -hmm. i was going through with a breakup and it mm -hmm. was heartbreak because mm -hmm. after that breakup i did feel relieved i felt like yes um, it's not a bad thing that happened and in that moment i just realized that psychology has been my passion since i was in grade 8 and wh why is that business thought this wandering around in my mind why not actually do something about it why not just keep you know why keep thinking why not do what i think and that's when i actually launched it and ever since i think uh, i have been really happy with the support that people have been giving with the success rate of wonderful yes absolutely so what you found was a motivational factor what you found but is this your purpose your only purpose in life is something that you will question in the future or maybe you might be in the process also when you are finding topics to you know discuss about so you know psychology doesn't end only in human behavior right we talk about childhood we talk about trauma we we talk about you know specifications Oh. right so um that's when your purpose is also uh you know you kind of upgrade yourself so my my point being that you know we uh we do have so many motivating things if we start actually practicing great gratitude journaling and you know being grateful being kind and all those things that we have we've been told uh to practice um we uh we kind of um uh, will uh feel uh happy about things however that motivation needs to be again uh, you know we need to have these again small episodes in our lives that would help us feel even more motivated or also redirected to some other um, purpose right so uh, i uh, do not uh, uh, you know um, think that that one incident can help you find you know uh, uh, resolve your crisis or find more motivation there are series of incidents
incidences that happen in your life right so that kind of a series of incidences is likely to give you um you know uh, uh, a motivation like you said that you went through a hard uh, time in your uh, relationship maybe there were other multiple other factors that made you know pulled you like a magnet towards um, uh, towards the uh, you know uh, what do you say um uh psychology right so that's something that we need to uh, also consider yeah of course of course but uh from the knowledge that i have gained through my textbook this uh mm -hmm. one motivational event they used to call it in humanistic existential psychology that you go through with that one moment where you actually get that motivation to actually do what you want to do what you're passionate about mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i was always passionate about it and i did get a little more motivated to do what i wanted to do that's beautiful that's beautiful so miss shruti as interesting as the discussion is going i really don't want to end it but i'm afraid that mm -hmm. the of the podcast and yeah i thank you so much to take time out and have this discussion with me right thank you so so much uh, akriti i know this there has been a lot of to and fro about uh, this particular um, session that uh, you wanted to conduct i'm glad that we could connect this way um, and um, i wish you all the best for your new venture um i would love to see more more posts from you L love to learn more things from you we all learn from each other so yeah all the best thank you thank you so much yeah